Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Here we go. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ. Hello. We are down a man this week. Uh, Ryan couldn't make it this week, but don't you worry because we only have good things to say, and uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate every little bit of it. Patriots, <laughs> 54 to 13. Holy cow. Nothing like a Jets game to get you back on track. Yeah, the good old 50 burger there. Uh, definitely piled it on which is great to see. Finally a game where we could kind of sit back, relax. We didn't have to pay super close attention to it because it was a nail-biter. Uh, the whole way through, pretty much went up 14 nothing really quick. Um, and they didn't let off, which was nice. And then at a certain point, it was a blowout. They got to try some things and see some, some stuff that worked. And it worked, which is cool. It's the Jets. They're terrible. But it's awesome. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be a good team or be any kind of you know, have any kind of chance going forward here. You need to do this to the bad teams. You need to beat the crap out of them or be able to beat the crap out of them. Yeah, exactly. And over the past few games, the Pats have been losing, but have been putting out valiant efforts. And it's nice to see when that you put the same level of effort in against a shitty team. This is what the result looks like. Where you rack up 550 yards of offense, 54, 54 points, as we mentioned, 31 of those in the first half. Yeah. Nice to see right off the bat we received two and a half minutes later when in the end zone. Is every receiver on this team like a former quarterback? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kendrick Bourne, I mean, that was a nice pass. I don't know why they can't just let Mac throw that. <laughs> um, you know, just like have him drop back and scheme a guy open and have Mac throw it. I know they like the misdirection. I know they like the trick plays. Um, that's obvious. They ran a bunch in this game. A few worked really well, a few didn't, but... It's surprising that they ran so many, especially when they were up. They ran, started, still kept running some trick plays, and it's like, don't you want to save that? But I guess it kind of goes to show what this game is. They definitely viewed it as a must-win. Like if you lose this game, you go two and five. That's a steep hole to dig yourself out of and do anything. So, you know, I've heard people on the radio and media talk about how, like, oh, you're laying on the Jets, and how how much how important is that? I think it's just telling that this is a they're becoming must wins very quickly if you want to do anything against these bad teams especially yeah and that i mean we'll talk about that when, when we move ahead to the next week where the matchup yeah. with the chargers on the road it's going to be a difficult matchup and uh you look at it and you're like ah you can't go three and five and expect to make the playoffs it's like eh, maybe no. well i mean maybe the uh i think the patriots in 01 were four and five and then they they rattled them all off and and won the super bowl uh not to say that that's the destiny for this team but some of those games that are coming up after this are starting to look easier and easier the panthers yes. are just just got smacked by the giants of all teams who beat them by over 20 points the mm-hmm. cleveland browns are just ravaged everybody is in the ambulance for that team uh the falcons are horrific and they were definitely a possibility to be a good team when we first looked at the schedule and then yeah. like, later on in the season, Jaguars, Dolphins. They, they there's a good amount of games on the schedule that the Patriots that are should very be, winnable. Should be favored in. Uh, yeah. Browns come to to New England. We'll see how healthy they are at that point. But uh, yeah, so they they kicked the living crap out of the Jets for the second time this season. Uh, I gotta say, the offensive line is the story for me. They, it seemed like they figured some things out. Granted, yeah. granted, everything Absolutely. has to have the caveat of this was against uh, one of the worst teams in the league. But they they well, moved. The Jets- 
the Jets' defensive line is arguably their best, their strongest, you know, position. It's definitely they, their best. They've their got best actual area. players there. If you were going to pluck any players off that team, two of them might be on the interior there. Yeah. So they move on Wenu to right tackle. Uh, Shaq Mason's back there at right guard. Ted Karras fills in at left guard. Isaiah Wynn at, at left tackle. And David Andrews still at center. And they just had that that like cross blocking scheme up the middle. Damian Harris going right through the A gaps and just tearing mm-hmm. them up. Just tearing them up consistently. Well, it's about time. I mean, you know, we've said it, I think, the last few weeks. I'm just surprised it took this long to figure it out. Like, hey, like all these guys are kind of out of position, or at least a few guys are out of position here. Why don't you move it around, put some other guys in there, figure it out. Um, if And that's what they did. A who played really good at right tackle that last year. He has had an up-and-down season at guard, put him at right tackle. And it seems like that has that's been a big change in Karras because he was a starter down in Miami last year. He's gotten better. He's clearly gotten better than he was two years ago here um, or three years ago, whenever it was. But I like that. And, you know, when Trent Brown comes back, now you have – hopefully he comes back. We'll see about all that. But when he comes back, now you have some chips you can move around. You can get Karras out of there. You can put Isaiah – try Isaiah guard. You can put – a Wenu back in one of the guard positions. So I like to see that. The running game really showed how well the offensive line did. Damian Harris had 14 rushes for 106 yards, two TDs. J.J. Taylor had a couple little scampers. Brandon Bolden was more on the receiving end, but he was our best receiver, which is stunning, to say the least. <laughs> he looks uh, great. He, he looked great, but, I mean, how long is he going to be able to do that for? He's an old guy. Yeah, well, J.J. Taylor needs to take over that role. He needs to take it Immediately, over. Immediately, right? And I'm surprised Stevenson got the bench this game. I don't know what that was about. Well, he was he was a scratch. Yeah. Why? why? Uh, couldn't tell you. That's essentially getting benched that week. I don't know why they can't dress these guys, but whatever. Um, we saw um, Jonu Smith start getting involved. They're starting to understand how to get the ball in his hands, which is nice. It's just literally get the ball in his hands. Maybe he can't make the most athletic catches, but he's really good with the ball you know, in the open field. They did some pick plays, got him open underneath, throw to him, short easy pass, let him go. That was good. Yeah, that was solid. And Mac Jones continues to uh, to progress 300 yards, two TDs, uh, looking really solid this week. I mean, Jamar Chase had another ridiculous game. I know, dude, normally, normally it's like this quarterback is at, is is playing adequately. He's a rookie. He's playing fine. Uh, he's going to be one of the front runners. And Jamar Chase is just running away with this thing. For rookie of the he's year, he's killing. He is killing it. So he's number two in the NFL in receiving yards. He's wow. averaging over a hundred receiving yards a game. He's got six touchdowns. He's the guy's a freak. He's an absolute I know. freak. Fantasy, fantasy uh, champion of the year so far here. Yeah, Mac Jones is is top ten in passing yards, uh, but un- unless he brings his team to the playoffs, I don't think he's got a chance of no. passing Chase uh, as long as both of them stay healthy. But yeah, so the Pats find themselves at at three and four now. Finally, get a win at the home field. Richard Seymour's number gets retired. Uh, gotta love that guy. I'm glad he got his due with the Pats because yeah. uh, it was great player. It's kind of it was an abrupt ending to his tenure. So I'm glad that everything has been smoothed over at this point. Really, to some extent. To some, I mean, enough. Enough that it'll come out. Yeah, I mean, he's huge, dude. He looks like he go suit up stuff. He's, he looks like he's in great shape. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. An uh, one of my favorite Richard Seymour memories. I mean, some of the things that stick out are just like on the field, how he would overpower people. But then after every play, it's like he had to put his shoulders back into place. 
Yeah. He was yeah, like, he'd like time. roll his shoulders. Like he's like, okay, let me recock these muscles. Yeah. Literally every time. And then, uh, when he was drafted, I remember exactly where I was. I was at a hotel in Florida and we're watching the draft and we got the sixth overall pick 2001. And I was really just becoming a Patriots fan. You know, when you're a little kid and you're like, you just like the flashy players. You're like, oh, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders. Like, let me right. be a Lions fan or a Cowboys fan. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to be a Patriots fan. And so we got the sixth overall pick and I'm all in, all in on David Terrell, wide receiver from Michigan, who I, <laughs> I went back and I watched some footage of him because Brady was his quarterback. And uh, I mean, Brady looked excellent. I watched the, the footage from the Orange Bowl in 99. Brady looked incredible, but uh, David Terrell was, he was like borderline uncoverable in that game. And everyone seemed surprised. The announcers seemed surprised. So I think it was like his coming out party, but he looked like a freak. And so I was all in. I was like, let's get this dude. I can't wait for it. Turns out we go with Richard Seymour. We're all furious. Who the hell is this guy? What even position does he play? He's not a pass rusher. What 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 is this guy? Right. Uh, and then David Terrell goes like two picks later to the Bears and has like one of the worst careers you could have as a top 10 receiver. Yeah, man. You didn't do, end up doing anything. Brady made him. Another guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Real real happy for Richard Seymour. Gets in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Patriots get a victory at Foxborough Stadium. Now 1-4 and four in the season at that point. Uh, so, they're, they're set up pretty good going forward here. Some of the other... This is a weak-ass game game slate this weekend. Was it yeah, just wasn't me? a lot. It was just like, ugh, like I'm not the interested. The big ones in were the the only few. I mean, I know Kansas City versus the Titans was going to be a huge, like probably the best game of the week, and the Titans blew them out. Kansas City is same record as us. Yeah, right. Kansas City scored three points against the Titans, the same team that we got on this podcast a few weeks ago, and we're like, the Jets are playing the Titans. This is their one chance to go against the worst defense in the league. And for Zach Wilson to figure some things out, turns out Zach Wilson did figure some things out, beat that Titans team. Yeah. And the Titans have turned around and beat Kansas City and was Baltimore? Yeah. No, they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills on Bills. Monday Night Football and then on a short week beat the living shit out of the Chiefs and the Chiefs scored three points against that crappy defense. It's crazy. People are figuring out the Chiefs. People are figuring out some stuff. To get. Mahomes is going to have to... Do some work to get out of this. Uh, the Bengals beat the crap out of the Ravens. Yeah. Holy shit. Was what? not expecting that. What is going on with the Bengals? Are they are they good? Do I have to take back everything I said about Zach Taylor, their head coach? Maybe. I mean, Burrow looks like he's finding finding his stride. Jamar Chase, as we said, is doing well. They're five and Pretty two. Good. They're one of the best Pretty teams good. in the AFC. Whoa, weird. Uh, Vegas with their second straight win. They're two and zero post Gruden. Surprising. Surprising. That was going to be, uh, usually when the coach gets fired like that in the middle of the season, it's a big distraction. It just shows you they got a lot of talent over there. So that's pretty good. That's good for them. Yeah. And then Brady absolutely lit up the Bears 38 yeah, to 3. Obliteration. Yeah. Guy can't be stopped. Gets his 600th TD pass. Is just giving away bitcoins to everybody involved in the football process. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. <laughs> the, the guy that got the ball because uh, Mike Evans scored and then like oh, gave, right. gave, gave it, it to away, a fan. Yeah. But what did he get? The fan got what? 
uh, well, Brady gave him like a bunch of things and then just threw in a, a whole Bitcoin on top of it. So I don't know what they're worth, like 50 grand, something like 60 that. 50 grand, yeah, right now or something. So he gives one to the to that dude and then he gave wow. a Bitcoin to the guy that did the negotiation, like the equipment guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's like, you have a Bitcoin and you, he's like Ellen. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Good for him. Yeah, 600, nuts. Uh, and then he goes on Monday Night Football and just gets patted on the back from the Mannings. Outstanding. No, I didn't see much of that. I want to. I did kind of want to watch that. Oh, it's real good. Those guys, they they have some like legit chemistry. I'm like, I never really believed that they were friends. And then you watch <laughs> that, and you're like, okay, I think I think they're they're actually buddies. They're at least friendly. Yeah, they don't they don't mind each other. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, notably, this weekend the Chargers were not playing. This is our. The Patriots' second straight week of getting a team off a of bye. Now, we saw yep. how that played out with uh, Robert Jets. Sala and the game plan that they failed to put together. But for the Chargers, coming off a really, really tough game against the Ravens where they, they really got handled, uh, they go into the bye. They get to reevaluate some things. We've talked about how much belief we have in Brandon Staley, their head coach. Seems like a smart guy, really aggressive uh, with the offensive play calling in terms of fourth down percentages. And one of the things that he he said is he needs to change up his early down play calling or at hmm. least the way that not that he calls the offensive plays, but how the team approaches that phase. Okay. So, you know, he's evaluating stuff. I wonder what, what team we're going to see off the bye this week, but it's kind of a, a tough roll of the dice for the Pats right now. We, we have to travel across the country to catch yeah. a team who's got a lot to play for coming off a bye. Yeah. They, and they've, they've had a really good team or they've won some really good games and then they got blown out. Was it their last game? Did you say that? Yeah, their last game against the Ravens. Which is, you know, the Ravens look good, but then they, the Ravens just got blown out by the Bengals. So I wonder if just as, a, you know, in the AFC anyways, everyone kind of looks beatable right now. There's no team that's really pulling us away as the absolute dominant force. Uh, you got one or two over there on the, um, you know, on the NFC side. So like you said, it's going to be interesting to see who we get uh, from the Chargers this week. I know their their run defense is really not good. Um, they've got Justin Herbert's playing really well this year. He's got 14 TDs and four interceptions, so pretty good overall. Um, completion percentage is pretty good on his part. They've got Mike Williams over there, uh, who's been killing it every other week. Um, and what's his name over at the other receiver position? <laughs> Keenan Allen. <laughs> Keenan Allen. Thank you very much, Sean. The guy's only been really good for He's almost good a for decade. Like a decade, yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, what's um, that guy's name? Mike Williams is easy to remember, though. There's been, I mean, what is ten, so many Mike Williams? I feel like ten percent of NFL receivers are named Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to pull up some stats for the, you know, for this game here. Um, well, look, but, let's go over the Chargers' schedule so far this year. So they beat Washington. They lose to Dallas, which is looking like a very reasonable loss at a 17-20 game. They beat Kansas City, beat the Raiders, uh, beat the Browns in arguably the best game of the season so far, and then they lose by 28 points to the Ravens. Yeah. So it's like gotta... they've had some tough matchups so far. So far, Cowboys, Chiefs, Raiders, Browns, Ravens. Not easy. And they're Not sitting easy, there at 4-2. Yeah. So they've beaten some teams. Yeah, the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs win's not looking as impressive as it did at the beginning of the year because they're seeming to fall apart. But definitely the Raiders win. The Browns in a shootout, they can shoot, they can definitely score a lot of points. Um, and, you know, Ravens, Ravens look pretty damn good. So 
I think, I mean, I think we can beat them. I think watching, you know, if the Ravens figured something out on defense last time, you know, I know Herbert was a rookie last year, but we beat the crap out of them. Didn't we shut them out? And, you know, that's, they, they didn't really score. They barely rushed. They couldn't rush the ball against the Ravens um, two weeks ago. Um, they really couldn't pass the ball that well. I mean, the Ravens' offensive numbers weren't incredible. It was really just a Lamar Jackson show, as usual. But the Ravens, their offensive talent is, eh, iffy. So I think we could do it. I think we can win. I don't well, know about you. Yeah, well, I think certainly it's a possibility. Uh, it's not like the Chargers, like the Chargers have, have, have a big have home field advantage uh, playing in the Rams stadium. You got an echo over there. Uh, yeah. So it's... Thanks. It's the Rams Stadium, which I will be attending this weekend, so I'm pretty freaking stoked about that. Uh, it's supposed to be an incredible viewing experience. Five billion bucks. It's got to build you a pretty nice house. Uh, I'd hope so. But uh, Chargers don't have fans. There's a lot of Patriots fans around the country. Come out but, this game. But specifically living in Southern California and very willing to travel to Southern California to go see this game in the stadium. So I, I definitely feel like it's going to be a Patriots home vibe from the fans and i think it might even be overwhelming i mean that would be unbelievable yeah uh the one thing is they they will have to travel across the country i don't know i haven't heard anything yet about how they're planning to do the travel i expect them to go out friday most likely uh get adjusted for a day or two but <clears throat> this game's going to be on national tv it's a, another week we'll talk about the other games this weekend but it's another week slate of games there's a lot of teams on the bye week so it's going to be a lot of attention and you know what's really nice is that Mac Jones has been on national TV what, a bunch of times in the last month. And he's played pretty good. He's played pretty good. Uh, th this team's gotten that exposure. Now they got their confidence up. They're going against a team in the Chargers that have the worst run defense in the NFL. At the same time, the Pats are figuring out their offensive line combination, figuring out what running plays are working. Uh, and then, you know... It's weird to say, but the X factor in this game, the Chargers have never once ever had a good kicker. I, I, I'm not counting anything before the year 2000. <laughs> but okay. Nick Folk right now, he's already been AFC Special Teams Player of the Week this year. Uh, he's pretty fucking solid. He's killing it. He's killing it. Knock on wood, yeah, everything. But that's a serious advantage for the, the guy. Pats. It, it has. He's been playing really well. Um, like we talked about, yeah, their, their rushing defense is not very good. They're letting up 5.4 yards carry terrible. Um, so, and that's looking like our strength. So if we can get the ball down, play smart football, not put it on the ground too much. Um, just really, I mean, if we can play a turnover free game, I think that's the key here and you, you'll win because LA is dealing with some of their own issues that they're trying to get by. And this is what we need. We, this would be kind of a statement win. For an actual winning football team, we've only beaten three teams that all each have a win. The Texans, uh, Texans are terrible, and we beat the Jets twice. So, uh, great. Our, we're three and four, but we need to start beating decent teams to see if, I mean, if we come in this game and it's close and we win, great. If it's close and we lose, it's not great. You're going to, you got to start winning these games. Yeah. And uh, we, sh we should just note real quick the 2020 matchup between these two teams. Granted, Anthony Lynn was the head coach of Los Angeles at that point, And they had some, some other people missing with injury. It was 45 to nothing. Yeah. In LA. And it's not like a completely different operation. It's very, I mean, a lot of the same get names. Yeah. Expect. I mean, we, we all know Justin Herbert continues to, to progress. progress. Absolutely. He's better. He's definitely better. That was a game. Cam Newton threw for 69 yards and we scored 45 points. 
and gave up zero. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good point. Yeah, I mean, if we can do anything even remotely close to that, um, things are looking up. Things that, are definitely looking up. That game was so nuts lopsided. So what I expect to happen in this game is the, the Pats will establish the run game. Uh, we'll dare them to run the ball. In the last game against the Ravens, Herbert looked off accuracy-wise, which I haven't seen from him before. He He's not showing up on the injury report. So, I mean, riddle me that, what happened there. Yeah. But I expect us to be like, if you guys want to run the ball, go for it. I know you're going to get impatient. I know you're not going to do it. Uh, and then we're going to possess the ball a lot, and we're, we're going to try to force them into some really difficult third downs and uh, you know, try to play situational football on fourth down and, and see if we can make them make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got to say, I, I think the Chargers are going to score on us. I think we're going to be able to score on them, though. I think we're going to be able to score on them. I mean, they're they're giving up 162 rushing yards a game. They're giving up no, uh, 20, 25th in the league for com- opposition's completion percentage. So they're giving up 68.6% of passes, which is bottom bottom six in the league. So between Mac Jones being really accurate and this, not, this being a team that gives up a lot of completions – that's a good matchup, plus the rushing. So Damian Harris hopefully has a huge week this week. Love to see that. Um, let's yeah, get, let's I, get Ramondre involved. Maybe he could be Ramondre active. Get Ramondre involved. Maybe you get JJ involved. One of them gets going. And yeah, we got a, our defense really needs to keep building. I mean, they let up only 13 points last week, but the Jets again. So let's do it. Let's do it. I got Pats 30 to 24. 30 to 24. All right. Um, 30 to 24. That's three Nick Folk field goals and only one for the Chargers. I'll do 34 20. Patriots are still scoring. Great <laughs> score. Mac Jones is going to finally put together a very complete game. Lighting it up. That's what we expect. All right. Lighting it up. Uh, this weekend, we have. I, I can't wait. There's just not that many good games, but Miami is going to Buffalo. I can't wait to see the line on this game. I haven't looked yet. I'm sure it's posted somewhere, but it's got to be minus like, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. That's it. That's I was it expecting so 18. It, it might move a lot. Yeah. Wow. Who is back, though? Who is back? Miami is cratering. Absolutely cratering. Yeah. Get Brian Flores back over here to coach our defense because no one, Matt Patricia. Whoever the hell else is, they're they're sloppy. They're sloppy. Yeah. Uh, Titans and Colts. We got that AFC South divisional yeah, matchup. That's whatever. Titans are they are primed for a letdown game. Indianapolis has been coming on, but that's a coin flip for which version of each of those two teams shows up. Right. Uh, Bucks are playing the Saints in a, a matchup a of good, head that's coaches. That's a big one right now. It's usually pretty good, although in just the Saints, they're not. They're just not that good. But they keep winning. They keep winning, but it's these I don't know, these out wins. ugly games, these Jameis Winston games. Literally. Uh, watch the watch the Giants beat the Chiefs. I know, right? I Monday night. I wouldn't be surprised. And it's just everyone I, w- I would love that. And then everyone's talking about the collapse of the Chiefs. That would be just so damn fitting. Well, that's all they're gonna be talking about leading up to that game. Yeah. I mean, what else do you have to say about that matchup? Nothing. <laughs> Spagnolo coming back to New York. Chiefs are minus 10. Minus 10. Wow. People are still believing. Uh, also, on Sunday Night Football, Cowboys at the Vikings. Interesting game for Mike Zimmer playing his former team in the Cowboys. Uh, he always finds a way to dial some stuff up. Their defense has has continued to get better this season. Uh, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what he's able to dial up against Dallas. 
and try to slow down the juggernaut of that offense. Yeah. Uh, the boys have looked really good. They looked a little susceptible to us because they made some dumb plays and played a lot of dumb football. So we'll see if that's a trend for them on the road. I don't like Minnesota, but I do like Dalvin Cook. So I hope Dalvin Cook runs wild. How dare you say you don't like Minnesota? The Vikings? I've ne- I don't like Zimmer. I You know what I think about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they want to get me going on him. Wait till uh, big game Kirk. Remember, he got the the monkey off his back. He got his first primetime victory. He was like 0-11 up until yeah. last year. <laughs> exactly. It says something. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's a good quarterback. What, because he can throw the ball accurately for like a quarter of a game? Hey, October but, is Kirk's time. He falls apart is. He in September and November. He, he puts together a couple good games where he throws big, and everyone's like, oh, my God, look at him. And then everyone realized, oh, wait, if we literally just send the house at this guy, he craps his pants and doesn't know what to do. Every time. That's yeah. what they do. They start figuring out late in the year. Just blitz him. Blitz the shit out of him. He's, no, he's not, you know, people compare him to Mac Jones. The one thing I'll give Mac is that Mac stands in there and takes a hit. Kirk Cousins has a literal heart attack on the field if he sees anyone in his face. So, okay. good luck to him. Pretty good. Pretty good. Laying it on thick there. Oh, you know it. Yeah. And then the last game of note is actually a really, really good one. Uh, Thursday night game. It's kind of it's a treat for a Thursday night game. Green Bay going to Arizona. Cardinals are 7-0. and That is a really good game. That's a really good one. Oh, they're game. loving it that they have this. Packers are flying under the radar in a big way right now. Like, there's like The only headlines you see about them are is Jordan Love going to get traded or not? When they're sitting there at 6-1, and one, they just rattled off six straight wins after looking like crap the first week of the season. Literally. Hey, Rodgers, you're running out of time there, pal. So now or never, buddy, if you're going to win again. Yeah. Unfortunately, they got a couple guys on the COVID list. Devontae Adams just went on the COVID list. He's probably Ooh, not going to play. That's, that'll affect the line in a big way. That's brutal. Oh, absolutely. He's, uh, he's their, easily their best player. Uh, I put Rodgers as their best player. But Devon- well, yeah, okay, fine. After him, Devontae's unbelievable, and it still never ceases to amaze me when people let him get wide open in critical wide situations. Open. All the time. He's always open. <laughs> How like, is he not double teamed every play? Right. Is anyone, is anyone covering him out there? Does, you don't see number 17, for Christ's sake? Every play. And like sometimes it looks like he's not even trying very hard. No, he's just standing wide open with no one around him. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. I'd love to see what he's doing. <laughs> How'd you get this open, Devonte? He's like, oh, they're just dumb. They're just not good at this. Yeah, I just run, I guess, three three cuts and nobody knows where I am. I don't know. I don't know what he does, but it's like he's a magician out there. He is. He turns people straight around. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of the season. Ordinarily, this would be the midpoint, but we don't have a midpoint anymore because we have 17 games now. Yeah. Yay. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, thrown off yeah one other thing we should note is just that jonathan jones unfortunately got put on the ir he's gonna have season ending surgery that's brutal real tough we we're already hurting at the cornerback position really eh, it makes you think about trading away a starting caliber cornerback at the very least in stefan gilmore i know for minimal for like, oh, you had nothing. to get rid of him why couldn't you just let him play it he wasn't gonna play on his deal? I think he has to. Well, he has to show up in order for him to like fulfill his side of the contract. He was just going to keep saying he was injured. That was it. I don't think they wanted to give in. I don't think they wanted to set the precedent of you can be grumpy about this and you can just force our hand. I don't think they right. wanted to set that. 
that role. I agree, but still, no, it's biting them in the ass because we could use a cornerback. I mean, I like the guys we have on our practice squad, but they're on the practice squad also for a reason. So Yeah, it's a big, big opportunity for Jawan Williams, who got a lot of playing time this week and seemed okay. Looked all right. He looked all good. right. Jets receivers aren't the best, but they're they're not terrible. They've got some players over there. Yeah, but our, our secondary is going to get a hell of a test against these receivers. Mike Williams, uh, what's his name? You still don't remember? No, I'm blanking. Fucking <laughs> blanking. Keenan. Keenan Allen. There Keenan you go. Allen. There you go. There you go. Plus Jer- uh, Jared Cook. Uh, you know, the other thing. Eckler coming out of the backfield. It, uh, if I mean, one of the things that really helps is if your pass rush comes alive in a big way, which has looked better and better, especially with Judon, takes a lot of pressure off the secondary. So it seems like they're starting um, our boy Barmore. At D tackle, uh, he's now kind of at least in this game he he had the most snaps at defensive tackle, which leaves Guy and Godshaw and Davis, who I think got hurt. But um, those guys, you know, they're more of the rotation coming out more, staying fresh, and Barmore's playing more, which is great. So, yeah, I like it. He's coming out of his shell. Uche was was jumping off the screen, uh, running off the edge in this game. Yeah, he looked good. Judon continues to impress. So front seven. Uh, Bentley looks pretty damn good. Just let go of the reins. Let those guys fly. Let them in. Yeah, let them blitz. Absolutely. So I'll I'll have the report for what the the stadium was like and uh, what the the Patriots fandom show up was at SoFi Stadium there in LA this week. Uh, can't can't say I'm going to be able to see the field very well from where we're sitting, but we'll see how nicely the stadium is laid out. Oh boy, really? For the, for the peasants like me who are sitting on the roof. Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't you worry. But we'll be back next week to break down what happens here in week eight and uh, look ahead to November. We're we're in November football right around the corner. Happy, Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Adios.